Yeah. No, well, uh, well I'm uh, delighted to be uh, speaking to um, Mrs. Lowe. She has an incredible um, experience and a number of leadership roles in education and, and uh, continues to be incredibly active in this field, has governorships in schools and other um, uh, responsibilities. And she's also uh, a very extensive traveller. Normally I speak with uh, Mrs. Lowe when she's in many exotic locations, but I have the good fortune of having her in clinic. And she very kindly brings up the point about lack of awareness and and uh, information about bone health and the things that impact bone health in um, um, in general, but particularly in women and women at the uh, childbearing ages and, and so on. So I'm just gonna introduce Mrs. Lowe to say a few words and really she's highlighting a very important area. And now I'm gonna confide in the listeners. I have a big ask for her. I would appreciate her leadership, her advice in highlighting what she is sharing and then bringing it to a wider audience because I, I think she raises a very important point um, and I think with her help we may be able to get somewhere. Well I was talking to Dr Mahmood just now about how my own diagnosis of osteoporosis and the fact that I have two daughters in their 30s and a daughter-in-law as well has made me realise how little awareness there is of osteoporosis and the risk of osteoporosis amongst younger women. And I doubt very much that anything really is done as part of formal education in terms of health education in schools. Um, in my own family, um, my daughter-in-law, my daughter have both had babies over the last 12 months, but we're not aware about calcium loss in pregnancy and as a result of breastfeeding and Neither was I. I had three children that I, I breastfed. Um, and similarly, I don't think they are aware, as I wasn't aware, uh, of um, the issue of the menopause and the impact that has on bone health in women. So I think, really, there ought to be um, some government intervention over this to make sure that um, girls leaving school in particular, boys as well, but, mm. but girls, because, you know, women do run the higher risk, are aware of what can happen, what probably will happen um, if they have babies and obviously go on to go on to menopause and, and do the things that do some things to um, to, to prevent that. Um, so, for example, I, I would have begun strength training Many years ago, I'd have had a DEXA scan as I hit menopause just to see what the position was and then regular DEXA scans thereafter. So I think that it, there's a lot that could be done um, in education, uh, given how many people, women particularly, suffer from osteoporosis in later years and just how miserable it can be. Yeah. Um, and no doubt a huge cost to the NHS as well, if we want to look at it in those terms. Uh, that it would be important, I think, if not imperative, for um, formal education um, on osteoporosis and how to prevent it to become part of uh, the school curriculum, or if it is already there uh, in some form, for more to be done, because my own younger relatives were certainly unaware. That's, that's very valuable. Well, I, I think you make a really important point and the fact that we can link some of the 
training and the information to some of the subjects that they're doing at school anyway and to understand a bit more about how bones work and how dynamic they are and how uh, incredibly responsive they are to change in diet exercise other things and in fact the bones are super dynamic certainly in early childhood mm. and, and uh, teenagers and and uh, early adulthood and we reach our peak bone mass around the mid 30s or, or in our uh, third fourth decade so and they're still changing throughout life so uh, i think we can explore some possible options with some of our contacts and anybody who may listen to this may have some advice and guidance but you're absolutely right this has to be a government thing it has to be sort of organization things it has to be educational body thing and we have some content and resource which is evidence and uh, um, give some tactical actionable things so how much nutrition how much vitamin d how much exercise how much of different things to do to improve the the um uh, the, the the factors that go into bone strength and our general strength uh, but they have they've got the mechanisms and the tools to be able to share and disseminate the information so as you say you know we we have limited capabilities but I think some of the uh, uh, sort of organization and links that you have and some of the people that we know and their capabilities, we can leverage and really serve humanity. So this is where the um, Global Osteoporosis Foundation, GOF, comes into. We want to raise awareness. We have a, a dream that we want to reach 8.8 billion people by 2040 and have a world in the future where there won't be any osteoporosis because we have some literacy, we have some information, we can track things, we can find issues at an early stage, we do preventative things, um, hopefully without using drugs and doctors. So our sort of uh, set of uh, sort of assumptions and, and uh, aspirations are that we are doing a whole bunch of proactive stuff which helps us gain uh, a sense of awe about ourselves and some efficacy around being able to make small changes and see the improvement from that and that then sets up a whole chain effect of a chain reaction of other things and so on so we end up being more productive and capable and and yeah so the trigger is the curiosity about bone but then becoming more aware about everything else that's going on so um i'm really grateful to you for bringing this up so i think we're going to start this thing <laughs> and uh, with the enthusiasm of the universe we'll see how far we get yeah thank you very much well thank you